You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also catch us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, director of the cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi. Here I am. <laughs> Here I am, Executive Lord. director, and uh, <laughs> that was a great first half. It sure was. What dedic- Two dedicated men to an important mission, not only in our church, but in our country. Yeah, I mean, I look at our daughters were adopted, and un, under that uh, adoption edict at that time in the country, they immediately became citizens. Mm-hmm. And now what, what years were that, was that, Mark? Uh, well, they've been with us 24 years. So, so 1998, yeah. roughly. And uh, we have a great second half of the program lined up. The Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Desplaines is hosting Guadalupana celebrations this weekend. Join us for the segment is the Very Reverend Ezekiel Sanchez rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, a phenomenal priest in Chicago, and Mark, another recruit that we did together at Niles College Seminary when a young Zeke Sanchez came looking to apply for the college seminary. Father Sanchez, good morning. Welcome to the program. How are you doing, Ezekiel? Yes, and you were foolish enough to accept me. (laughs) (laughs) But now, uh, Zeke, I have to ask you this. You came to Niles College Seminary in September of 1980, 1989, and you came in as a sophomore? Yeah. I was uh, already in engineering school. That's it. And I transferred to uh, consider my vocation. And Mark, I have— And so the hard part is, is, is the jump from an engineering Oh, yeah. uh, curriculum to a liberal arts one was quite the challenge. So, <laughs> and I have but, to share uh, this with Mark. The Niles is great. Mm-hmm. The seminary was uh, was the best choice I've ever made. So, and then when Mark, when Ezekiel came to see me, he was so afraid that in seeing <laughs> I was the vocation director that I was going to turn him down and say thank you for coming, but goodbye. Go be and an I, engineer. And I saw this young man <laughs> Ezekiel Sanchez and said, if, if by the grace of God he gets ordained. He will be a great priest in the Archdiocese, and you entered Thank in '89, and you were ordained in 1995. 95. In '95, and as de- dean of students, Zeke, any time I saw you, I knew it was something positive. You had an, <laughs> you had an idea, you had, but there were some guys there that the minute I saw them at my office, I knew something was, was some, going something on. wrong. And, 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 and maybe just you can the, probably name them, Zeke, <laughs> but we won't. We won't. No, Zeke. Oh, well. A question, Zeke, and that is uh, maybe for a moment your vocation story, because people sometimes forget we were not hatched wearing collars. We were born yeah. into a family, into a community, struggled with vocation. Uh, your story, my story, all our stories. It's the grace mm-hmm. of God. God does a calling to the priesthood, and we responded with the help and grace of God. What made you change your mind from, you said it was um, engineering? to priesthood, what happened in that transition in, the, in those early college years? Well, I guess the, 
God in his providence works in interesting ways. My father had become sick with a, a, a tumorous cancer in the frontal lobe of his brain. And so that incapacitated and made him semi-comatose for the most part. Um, and so I really wasn't feeling I wanted to be an engineer because I don't have the personality of an engineer. Engineers are this, you know, they, they got, they want to just solve problems and math and all, which is great. I loved it, but that wasn't me. And so I was thinking about transferring to another career, possibly teaching. And that's when my uh, pastor asked if I would consider being a priest, of which I had no experience with at all. Um, what, parish you faith and state. what parish did you belong to? I was St. Agnes of what is now St. Agnes of Bohemia. So who was your pastor and, then? Uh, the the, uh, the most reverend uh, John Mance. He was father. Oh, my and, gosh. Oh. oh, what a tremendous it's priest. It's his fault. But I think when people ask me about my vocation, why? what's the biggest reason? I think um, uh, growing up in that particular neighborhood in the time, if you remember how tough it was, um, the best thing I always tell people is uh, I, I, I love the church very much because the church saved me. Mm. Um, the direction I was going in my life, and and you know, it's it's really an incredible thing for a young person to find their their vocation. To find it's it's such a liberating experience. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You have a sense of what you're supposed to do. Now he's re- never, oh, I'm, yeah. so Bishop Manns is retired. But tell us a little bit about him from your perspective at that point in your life. Well, uh, he was a real joy to have as a pastor. I loved his homilies. Uh, we would go to Mass on Sunday. We were a very strong practicing Catholic family. Um, I wasn't as involved in the church. I worked. I helped out with religious education. I guess that's where he saw that the potential might be seen because I was trying out this teaching thing for a little mm-hmm. bit. and wow. I was excited through religious education, being a CCD teacher. Um, and then him and uh, the associate, Father Mike Enright, oh, sure. um, oh, said, uh, take a chance on him. So um, so they, they were bold enough to invite me to think about it. That's wonderful. That is a great story. What did you think when he was named a bishop, Bishop Mans? What, didn't, what, did not you, surprise what'd me. What did you think when you heard that? Well, I, I was already ordained only a few months as a priest. He was ordained in 95. So I yeah. looked at him and I said, you just can't be... You just can't stand that I got the same rank as you. <laughs> that's a great that's, line. When not, I see John, I'm going to tell that. That's a great that line. That's a great line. You can't stand me at the same equal with me. I When I see John, I'm going to have to tell him that. Yeah. Now, switching gears a little bit, uh, Zeke, and that is you are the mm-hmm. rector of Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine in Des Plaines, uh, and a huge 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 event is happening on December 12th with the thousands and thousands are being are will expect to come tell us about it well I mean it's a yearly event uh, last year we had almost 400,000 people come wow. through the property and uh, they came to see Our Lady of Guadalupe I think uh, the one thing I can say Greg and uh, Mark is that when I look at how all the media right now the Tribune and everyone has been encouraging people to go. We were reflecting about it the other day, and we were saying how we have made it into the psychology of the of the society here in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We have that they're encouraged that they they're telling people to go, go, go to the shrine. This is how you Main do it. Media. Be safe. Yeah, they're they're uh, they've been very very positive. Um, the experience we've been preparing every year we we get better. 
the biggest issue we always have is making sure everybody's safe. So sometimes you have to put rules that people may not like, but they're, they're there for their safety. Um, and so it's a beautiful experience just to serve, to watch the pilgrims and the reason why they come. And so I'm always in awe. Uh, so one of the things I always train our volunteers is to uh, remind them that they're not here to see us, the pilgrims. They come to see her. Mm-hmm. And our job is to be at the service of Our Lady as her pilgrims come to spend a moment of intimacy with her. I like that. Powerful. Powerful. I, I like it. And so now logistically for Guadalupe, when does the whole thing begin? Because I know people will come walking for miles. And I think it was by me, Zeke, about 10, 15 years ago when there was an outdoor mass. I think it was either around midnight or late in the evening. It must have been 10 degrees below zero, wind chill about yeah. 20 to below, and thousands of people at the outdoor mass. It was an incredible cold day. So what logistically, people start walking toward the shrine on the 12th in the morning? Well, people started their pilgrimages uh, the nine days before. So even on uh, December 3rd, we had wow. a huge uh, pilgrimage of uh, equestrian riders that I this year I was able to lead. And it was about wow. 600 horse and riders that came for that. They're coming from everywhere for this. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just a list of things that we wind up doing. So preparing you, you, for the You can't December park your horse here. <laughs> Did you hear what uh-huh. Greg said? He said, you can't park your horse there. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Just make sure you got a trailer to take them home. Uh, so uh, people are already preparing for that. I think that's part of our strategy is to begin to psychologically prepare people for such a trek. Because you're right, Greg, when people do walk 10, 15 miles in the cold weather, you, you have to remind them you need to get ready for that. You just don't walk out of your house and start walking. Right. Uh, we want to encourage people to call their parishes to ask if they got a group going. Um, some of the municipalities around us, like uh, Franklin Park, Stone Park, uh, Rosemont, literally shut down an entire lane so that the pilgrims can walk up to the shrine. And we've had wonderful relationships with uh, displays, and and they do everything possible to make sure everybody gets there safely. Um, sometimes it's a little long because the lines are long, but people don't mind. They, they'll come and do it, and, and we're getting ready for all that wonderful, wonderful celebration. Beautiful. You know, we're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312 We go to YouTube.com. Slash Catholic Chicago with Father Zeke Sanchez. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about um, specifics. What happens uh, that day on the 12th? I know my wife and I have gotten caught. Some, we weren't heading there. We got caught in the, in the traffic, traffic sometimes. So. <laughs> now, Father Sanchez, I've got to go say Mass back at the cathedral. I need to leave the program to in the hands of Mark and with you. So God bless Father Sanchez. And bless Keep you, up your great friend. ministry, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Mark, take care. Of you. Okay, you. thanks. God bless everybody. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charity's 75th Annual Celebration of Giving is underway. 
in support of those who are struggling to make ends meet every day. Individuals, families, colleagues, neighbors, parishioners, and friends purchase thousands of gifts and basic necessities to ensure Catholic Charities clients and their families have a joyful Christmas morning. There are many ways to get involved, including online wish lists that make giving easier than ever before. If you can join us in this special Chicago Christmas tradition as volunteers and donors, please email us at cog at catholiccharities.net. That's cog at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7401 in Cook County and 847-782-4210 in Lake County. Thank you for helping us spread Christmas cheer this year throughout Cook and Lake Counties. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. We're back, WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-840. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. The Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe displays its host in Guadalupana celebrations this weekend. We're speaking with very Reverend Zeke Sanchez about those celebrations. Zeke, what can you tell folks uh, as, as a parish or even an individual prepares to come for the celebrations you're you're into this weekend and Monday, correct? Yeah, give people kind of an overview and not only what how they get there, but what they can expect when they get there. Well, thank you. So this year, uh, the celebration lands on Sunday uh, night and all day uh, Monday. So mm -hmm. the 11th and 12th of December, the feast day is the 12th of December. I think that when people come, uh, especially the the larger crowds, really begin to show up in, in the evening hours. For example, the the um, the opening mass begins at 8 p.m. with a fireworks display. Um, oh. We also have the blessing of a holy fire that people want to bless their candles as they prepare for prayer uh, for Our Lady Guadalupe mm -hmm. in their homes. Uh, from there, we have a, a, what we call as mañanitas, which is serenades mm -hmm. to our Blessed Mother. So people wind up singing. Uh, so it's very festive. Uh, very very beautiful um and then we the midnight mass and then after that the schedule of uh prayers and masses uh etc happen with the closing of the liturgy at 7 p.m on monday uh offered by bishop uh, jeffrey grubb and by the way cardinal will be joining us on sunday at 6 p.m here at the shrine to kind of help uh, kick everything off 
And so um, it's always a, a great to have our leaders, our, our bishops join us and, and be part of the community on such a significant um, celebration that means so much to people, not just Hispanics. Everyone has become uh, Armenians, Indians, uh, Greeks, Poles, everybody uh, who has a strong devotion to our Blessed Mother. Right. Americans clearly, um, they take the pilgrimage and realize what a pilgrimage is supposed to be. You know, you know, uh, Mark, when a lot of people say we're going on pilgrimage, they're normally going to go on a bus and five star hotels and you know, they're going to mm -hmm. go some country somewhere. Uh, this is the original sense of that. You you get up and you and you take your heart with you. You're, you're, it's an act of prayer. And so everybody who, who comes here, it's not about um, it's not a rock concert. Right. It, exactly. It's really an act of prayer. You know, you, you come to see her and you come with your heart, with your intentions, with your needs, with your hopes. And, uh, and, you know, it's a miraculous place indeed. I bet there are moments of powerful silence. Yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. One of the, if I may, uh, mm -hmm. one year we had one of our local media, uh, who didn't understand what Our Lady of Guadalupe was about. And I said, well, why don't you ask one of the uh, pilgrims? And he was a gentleman who was walking for over a mile on his knees. Oh, and I wow. thought that was an extreme, I thought that was an extreme penance. And when she asked him, why are you doing such an extreme penance, to make a long story short, the gentleman, and I translated for him, and she said to the lady, she says, ma'am, I have a little girl. I have no papers. I have no money. And she's dying. Our lady is my last hope. So the, the, the size of the penances that you see people do is often only a reflection of the size of the concerns that they have in their hearts. And so the, whatever it is, life has thrown at them, you know, right. so we're ministers to that. We don't judge them. We're just help them get to her. Just help them get to where he, to fulfill his his promise um, and, so he and, can get whatever grace he needs. And and the tr the trust they have. I mentioned earlier in the program, our two youngest daughters were adopted from Mexico City. And they were in a public <laughs> orphanage, Casa de Cuna. And we went to the shrine and we saw people on their knees moving toward the sh toward the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And we were at Mass there, um, and, you know, they have that treadway where people kind of go past the Our Lady of Guadalupe. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're at Mass and gets to the Our Father. And now our daughters are in a public orphanage, and uh, they start Padre Nuestro que estas. They knew their prayers. And I said, mm -hmm. to, how did you learn them? Oh, the ladies taught us. It was a public orphanage, but the faith is so deep. Um, they taught them their prayers. They taught them how to connect to Our Lady of Guadalupe. They taught them their mass prayers. And I thought, that, that's a powerful core, I'm sure, of so many people coming there. And that transcends whatever nationality you are. I mean, it's— Indeed. You know, it's it's a global four hundred thousand people is a global movement. How many uh, now on a practical side? So I had mentioned I forget what year we didn't know what was going on, and and you get in that traffic and you're there. I mean, you're where? How do people if they want to make the pilgrimage like from? Are there parking areas like? Are people giving in displays of that? Are they giving you parking lots where people could park and then walk, or how does that work? Happily, yes, uh, we do have uh, offsite uh, parking spots. We also have shuttle buses that we provide oh. from those shuttle buses, so people can park at uh, Oakton Community College. 
okay. or Pawaukee, if you visit our website, you can find all that information Good. for us at www.solg.org. Say it again, uh, please. Say it again, please. www.solg.org. Okay, good. And then, and that will give you the maps. That's the that's the website there. And when you scroll down, you'll find all the information. But uh, you also find it's in Spanish. But you can also find it in English if you hit the little American flag up on top, and mm -hmm. you can get all of the uh, English uh, uh, information as well. So Thanks. it's all bilingual, Michael's, ready for everyone to. Michael's put it up on our YouTube, YouTube so people can see. Yeah, that. so they're all they're all prepared to receive their. Uh, everyone to get ready for that but once again we encourage this we put all this information up so that people can get ready mm -hmm. and it's best to come as groups uh whether you drive or walk or whatever it's always best to come as a group uh primarily because it, it goes easier on traffic but also uh it's it's part of the enjoyment is meant to be shared i think one of the things that we've learned after the COVID is that isolation has done its it has done its harm and wonderful celebrations such as these that are so welcoming that, it, you know, uh, like I said, we're not going to a rock concert. We're not going to go see a famous person. We're getting together as people of faith to open our hearts together. And uh, that is, I think, more than anything has uh, brought some healing to the life of so many people. Have you ever thought in your wildest imaginings, maybe first when you were starting to be an engineer, but then you are ordained a priest, that you would be managing an event where 400,000 people come? <laughs> um, I was just happy I got, you know, 50 people come to Mass <laughs> on Sunday. I, I, like Jesus, I have small expectations of myself. I mean, um, no, I, I think it's all grace. I think uh, I'm not only the, its rector, uh, I'm also a pilgrim as well on that mm -hmm. day. Uh, I, I remind everybody, I think you may remember that I went through a uh, very difficult time in an airplane crash. And one of the things that happened when I came back to Chicago after that horrible experience was I came and I was a pilgrim. I brought flowers to our blessed mother and thanked our blessed mother for bringing me home safely. And but, on that night, it was almost about midnight. Yeah. Um, there was about four families that they approached me and they said, Father, we were on the airplane with you. Wow. And, and so other survivors were right in front of Our Lady Guadalupe at the same hour, midnight, uh, at the shrine uh, when I was giving my homage. So, you know, you, you see, you pick up things, and, and it's an honor. It's truly an honor, as I tell all of our, our volunteers. You know, I, you know, I don't take any credit for anything. Um, we are at her service, and mm -hmm. we provide the best service we can do because she is the one calling the community. She is the one preparing us for Christmas. She's the ultimate expression of Advent. And so she's a pregnant lady ready to give birth to her son, asking everyone, prepare yourself for my son. I'm going to give you all of my love, my help, and my protection, who is Jesus, her son. Now, at this stage, um, how many volunteers are involved in an event like this? We're about we're about at 350 volunteers uh, wow. throughout the whole both days. So uh, lots and lots of volunteers have come to uh, give us a hand and uh, they're, they're, they're doing it out of, out of faith. They're doing it out of love. They, they really love this celebration. And you're okay on that number? Yeah, so far so good. Okay. Uh, we, we, we always have, uh, there's always a need for one thing or another. But, mm -hmm. you know, with something like this, it's very fluid. Uh, when you have that many people coming, um, you know, you're, you prepare yourself to whatever may come. Uh, all of our deacons, all of our clergy, uh, 
we're not sleeping. We spend hours. We literally spend 36 hours blessing everybody, mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. masses, rosaries, confession, you name it. We're, we're out there doing it. And uh, I'm very I'm very proud of our, our team. I'm very proud of our, our, our staff and my brother deacons and my brother priests who help us uh, to, to really t- attend to the spiritual needs of the community. I think yes. when you talk about other Guadalupe celebrations and, you know, we're not the only shrine of our Lady Guadalupe in the country. Right, right. But I think. But one thing I think uh, that makes us unique is that, um, you know, we don't use Guadalupe to bring people. Uh, we're at the service of Our Lady. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're, we don't use the image to draw people in. Uh, we, we, we honor Our Lady and whatever the pilgrims, what their engagement is going to be, what their relationship with her is going to be, uh, we're at the service of that relationship. Beautiful. So in closing, Father Zeke, uh, give people, again, instructions on... Uh, the events coming up and how to get there and and your reference on your website, the whole shot. Yeah, so uh, to see all the information, uh, please visit us at www.solg.org. And, uh, you know, uh, more than welcome to find out all the information or give us a call if you have any more. Um, but also, but again, come as a group, uh, prepare yourself well. Um, you know, you can come anytime. Uh, we got Sunday Masses going on. Cardinal will be here at 6 p.m. Um, but the whole atmosphere is meant to receive anybody. So people can come at any time. There's no one specific time to come. But you'll see there are some of the festivities and activities that are going, and you can decide how you want to make your pilgrimage this year. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining us this morning, Reverend. Very reverent. Oh, very <laughs> reverent. Is Zeke, yeah. uh, Zeke Sanchez. That, um, that and two bucks get you on the bus. You got thank that you. right. <laughs> but I had to say it. So thanks for joining us. Look forward to people joining you. Join those hundreds of thousands that are coming and expressing their deep faith in Mary and the journey that they're on with her. I mean, that's what I learned in Mexico. She is ever present. We. This is a great reminder that she is. In, in, in exactly. everybody's hearts. So thank you. Yeah, she's, she, she's the Empress of all America, and we're, we're living in it. Uh, right. So she belongs to us, and she promises all her love, her help, and protection. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and we'll end with Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Thank you, everybody, for, for listening. Thank you. Have a great day. Right. 